0: In the cabbage.
1: Well, let's get it. Test, test test. test, test. Yeah, we're live. Welcome to In the Cabbage. <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> this, this is pretty bananas right now <laughs> that we're actually doing this. I'm Tommy Sweat.
0: Andrew Witt Please subscribe. Please listen. Please download. Like. Just a reminder. Keep swinging. Back to the Cabbage. I'm your boy, T. Swaim. To my audio right or my audio left, Andrew Witt. What up? Well, because I'm saying that I'm not recording video for the first time.
1: Like it matters right now? Yeah,
0: the videos (laughs) just live on my phone (laughs) and I don't post them or do anything with them quite yet. One day, buddy.
1: Maybe after the wedding here, you know, getting things a little bit busier with, I don't know, I feel like you got a lot going on right now,
0: too. Oh, you got a lot going on. You're about to be a married man here on Sunday. Yeah, we are
1: counting down. Counting down the days, dude. Within the week, it's kind of it's kind of crazy.
0: It's crazy how uh, things like that seem so far away, then they're here, and you're like, "Wow, that like flew by."
1: I was just joking about this with Katie because she literally had a timer or like a little day counter on her phone from the day that we that I proposed, and that counter was like it was like five hundred, like or was something like four hundred and like seventy two or that something. That seems like, like that. an
0: infinite amount of time. Right.
1: And then it was hundred. We're like, oh, we're still hundred out, and then all of a sudden, boom. Yeah. We're in last, single like, digits. Baby. The last sixty days fly by.
0: The I don't know why months. that
1: is because you're talking about the wedding the whole time for those sixty days.
0: Yeah, you 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 progressively you think the closer you get, the less you talk about because everything's planned. No, it amps up even more. Because now everyone you already told plans to now no longer knows what the plans are. So you got to retell people over
1: and over again. And then you got to give the same spiel to every, not to every single person, but like, you know, some of your buddies, some of your family members, where do I want to be? Where do I got to be? What time? And it's like, oh my, la, la, la. and you try to set out like an itinerary or Katie was all over that. And then there's questions about it. And it's just like never, it's just this never ending cycle. Of and the amount of and-
0: like planning we do as like a husband, I was so hands off and I'm exa- I was exhausted. And I was yeah.
1: so hands off. Everything is getting run by you though.
0: Yeah. Everyone has to talk to me about everything. <laughs> and like hey do you know what's going on with this or that and i'm like no i don't and my wife has told me three times already and i don't want to ask her again because she is going to lose it because i've asked she's told me three or four times now but, right hey when is my mom walking down and i did nothing i did the dj <laughs> i didn't do the dj i just kind of just showed up i planned the honeymoon that was about
1: not it. Had a kid, you know. Stick stick to what you're good at, you know. Yeah. Stick to those fun things like that. Yeah, I'm just a fun. Not to say that wedding planning isn't fun. It's just mm-hmm. a lot of work. I had. A, let's just not skimp on that. It's fun. It's going to be a fantastic weekend. I just can't wait for it to be here already. Right. To experience it and then be in it. And also, it's just the anticipation. But also, it's just like we've been talking about. It, we've been talking about it. We've been talking about it. And then, it's like, let's just do this thing.
0: Right. I'm just want to hang out with my friends. I want to be around family. I want to get married. I want you know want this next chapter to start.
1: Yeah, I'm right there with you. And then I'm really excited for the little honeymoon that we got planned going. Yeah, on as you well. guys have got a hell of a one. Where are you going again? Yeah, we're going up the coast. Actually, we haven't really done something like this either. We haven't really done like a road trip. We we kind of have, but it's more so like to a destination, like going to Zion. You know what I mean? Or going to let like, San Francisco. Not like. Making a couple stops along the way, you know, hanging right. out. Um, so we're going up to, um, gosh, dude, I, I always forget it. Morro Bay. Fire. Good little spot over there. The Aquariums St. all time there. Oh, we're we're hitting up the Monterey Aquarium though. I think that's the aquarium I'm talking about, okay. Monterey Bay Aquarium. Yeah, yeah. I oh, think- sorry, I said Morro Morro Bay. Morro Bay.
0: And it's I'm like it's, it. I think you know, it's
1: the aquarium. It's like a couple hours away. I'm sure you're talking about Monterey Aquarium because that thing is legit. Mm-hmm. I haven't been in like, I, apparently I went when I was super young. Obviously don't have, I have zero memory of that. Pretty sure what to say Morro Bay. I could be wrong. Is that where Spanish
0: Bay is at? And no, no, Pebble no. Beach? Mm-mm. Okay, I see? Negative. No, I'm off. <laughs> You know, now it's got me Just, just got
1: a good little flip in your head. You yeah. Know? Where
0: <laughs> is Pebble Beach and Spanish Bay?
1: That's in Monterey. Is it? Yeah. Isn't. It's <laughs> it's it's north north dude. <laughs> it's north up there. Okay. okay, so you're going Save yourself tomorrow. And, and trust your guy here.
0: I'm gonna trust you. I'm googling something else.
1: I <laughs> oh <my> got <laughs> you. Ask. Okay, if, so, you Okay, know, so it's one of those things. If you don't see it, then you don't believe it. You right. See it on that little phone of yours. Yeah, I need to see <laughs> where you're at. So we're going Morro Bay. Uh huh. Sounds very similar to Monterey, but completely different. It's about four hour driving distance. And right. then we're staying over there for a night. Mm-hmm. You're saying right so sarcastically right now because you haven't found the difference.
0: I have found the difference. <laughs> Obviously, there's a difference. I just don't know what the difference is quite yet. But I'm gonna prove my point.
1: So, I sure hope I know where I'm talking about because I'm driving the damn car. Right. Google Maps, take the wheel, baby. <laughs>
0: so then you're going because you're playing Spanish Bay.
1: So leave Tuesday morning, Morro Bay. One night there, hanging out, hike. Staying in a small little uh, hotel, and uh, it, I think it's like a little inn. Shout out, Malila's gave us a little recommendation Ooh. over there. Um, then popping on over to Paso Robles for a day. Nice. Going to hit up a couple wineries. One in particular, we wanted to go to Justin. Um, one of our Probably one of our first red wines that kind of changed the game in our eyes. I've been to that winery. Have you? Yeah.
0: I have that's been crazy. That, I have
1: been to that winery. Um no comment on the uh you dropped your phone, so no comment on the whole I really Morrow, Google Monterey. was it said <laughs>
0: indecisive.
1: So oh uh, <laughs> it said
0: ask me again later. <laughs> I don't know how it turned into a magic eight ball, but it did. Um anyways, yeah, Justin wine was dope. It's it's going to blow your mind how far back it is in there because I'm sure. you, you drive up to like a dirt road, right? And it's like wine this way and you go through a windy like wine country road all the way deep into Justin, um, where the Justin wine is at. And it's a really fun drive. The winery is cool. The food there was good. Nice. It's a little bit bougie,
1: which is nice. Of course. Of course it is. All of those wineries are, they got a really bougie. Do
0: it's uh, it's fun though. It's a really good time. So there's that. You also got to go check out Sasha
1: Vujičić's wine. I know you shot me that details um, of the winery out there and I feel like I'm going to be I'm going to pitch that over to Katie as
0: Apparently well. it's a like a
1: great experience. It's all reviews, the food's awesome. I'm sure it's also relatively new and Sasha's probably su- Is he actually uh he's international, but where is he, where does he come from? Like where is his uh home country? Vujicic. Is he Spain?
0: Mm, I want to say Spain. Okay. I want to say Spain because all I see is the thin headband right now. That's the total Spanish move. That's a dead giveaway if you've ever seen one. a real Spanish move. (laughs) The
1: long flowing lettuce coming out the headband. Right. (laughs) Um,
0: Yeah, it's actually been around for like five or six years. Okay. It could be longer actually. Um, But yeah, dude, so you're going to go wine. You're going to go try some wine.
1: Yeah, and then we got a speakeasy to go to at night at that mm-hmm. Paso Robles place, and like the town looked pretty cool. So, gonna get a, like a bomb dinner over there. Um, Town's and, super fun, and I can't wait because ever since you were telling me about Napa Valley, how mm-hmm. cool that was, I want to have a little Napa experience over in Paso Robles, and that's just like a couple hours away. That's real close.
0: Yeah, it's um, super fun. There's also a really great um, winery that's like a bar. So like mm, a lot of times, it's like a
1: wine lab, essentially you, like a that. vibe
0: like that. But a lot of these places will buy like really big venture uh, vineyards will buy storefronts in these towns. And so it's just their wine. So it's like doing
1: a wine tasting, but just not at the vineyard. Mm. Oh, I see. Yeah. I think it's, it's called probably, Diablo it's wine. Also probably a little bit of a, probably a fraction of the price as well. Because sometimes wine tastings can be extremely expensive. Yeah. It's a little cheaper depending on what you do. Yeah. It's just kind of crazy because you're just paying for the, like, experience. You're checking out how they make it. You're walking around. You mm-hmm. get a tour guide. Like, they don't let you just, like, here, have some wine and just walk around and hang out. Right. Have, there's not a lot of that going on.
0: No, this is a pretty big, uh, Justin's pretty big, like, winery. There, wasn't, there was not There some places to walk around, but not really. Um, Diablo is super cool. You're going to love the downtown. Diablo is the winery downtown that I suggest mm-hmm. if you guys want to hit that up. Really fun dive bars over there. Um, yeah. Napa was all time for me. Uh, wake up and I hope, you know, that's is for you as well down there. It'll be fun. Then you're playing Spanish Bay.
1: So then we go over and take a long drive mm-hmm. because we go to Morro Bay mm-hmm. and then we go to Paso Robles. Mm-hmm. That's about 45 minutes. Then we got to drive about three hours more north. Mm hmm. That's how far Monterey is away from. Moro so Bay. you gotta go to Mon- <laughs>
0: you gotta go to you gotta go to Monterey
1: Aquarium. Yes, exactly. That's yeah. where you're going. That's where we're headed. Okay,
0: so I think Dory Two or whatever Finding Nemo Two, yeah. one of those, yeah, yeah, is yeah.
1: based on that aquarium. Uh, we're gonna have ourselves a time. Yeah, we're gonna throw in a little edible. We're gonna go hang yeah. out. Yeah, we're are. gonna be one with the water over yeah. there.
0: Yeah, you are, buddy. And, and you know where
1: I'm not gonna be one with the water is on Spanish Bay. I'm gonna be sitting pretty super dry on the on that grassy land over there how many you're gonna have to have Katie film you a lot We're gonna have to do a bunch of videos yeah we're gonna be all into it It's gonna yeah. be I I've, I've heard nothing but unbelievable things um and boy have we played some really like dynamite courses in the first like beginning parts of this year right now
0: yeah I think
1: um like you mean you were talking
0: about after we got done playing uh, Trump National in Palace Verdes. Our uh, repertoire for golf has just gone up this year. And if we're projecting our, you know, projecting our trajectory here.
1: Mm, mm, some big vocab coming out of this corner back, right there. Baby.
0: <laughs> I lost on the Google thing. So now I'm throwing big words at you to throw you off. <laughs> um, and then... Um, you know, like, we, we're going to play some great courses in our life, and I'm really excited. I started looking at junior memberships to country yeah. clubs.
1: Yeah, I love that call by you. And they... Uh, Did you get your dreams crushed? No, I really didn't. Really?
0: There was a couple of them that were like, I saw one that was like not the grayest I would be a part of, but it was like 2,500 a year.
1: That's actually not bad at all. That's it? And then it was like... Wait, where's that at?
0: It's in uh, Placentia.
1: Oh, That's like up there. Oh, that's a little far. Yeah, but
0: it was a comparable It's a little country. far
1: from home base, but that's still a manageable price. Right.
0: And then it was, um, you know, I don't know how the dues totally work. Is
1: it yearly dues or monthly dues? I know it depends from course to course. Mm. Uh, I guess it just like really depends on what you're signing up for because sometimes they'll have an initiation fee and then you're going to pay month to month. And then sometimes there's clubs that you need to initiation fee pay month to month, and you need to like spend a certain amount of money at the club. Right. I don't know about like the very lower level. Let's call right. them lower tier. Let's just say I think I
0: think it was a month. It was like four hundred dollars a month in dues.
1: So you're paying whatever, you know. See, I mean, that's not bad. It's just that's so much that's so tough that's such a big chunk of money going to that because what if I don't play four rounds of golf that month that's kind of what you need to do you need to pay play four rounds of golf a month on average
0: yeah it's a lot of golf um, not there yet if it I think it's gonna be viable for me if I ever you know when I become more successful in sales um, to have as a
1: Business expense to go play during the week with yeah. clients. Yeah, that's a good way to do it. I mean, you're kind of setting up setting up for like a position that can definitely achieve that for you pretty quickly.
0: Right. I actually just learned about this uh, new thing at work today. Um, basically, our company will like take over a full project for another company. So okay. like, let's say you're, um, you know, what's the first American title and you're, you're going to. Integrate everyone in the all First American to the new Windows update. But you have to hire personally First American 13 individual people, vet them out, and they're full-time employees. Okay. Right? It's a huge undertaking. You gotta talk to 12 different divisions, it's 12 different people to talk to. It's a big thing, right? To implement something like this. What my company will do is we'll sell you like a very high-end project manager. And then you just directly report to the project manager directly reports to first American and he controls all of the rest
1: of it for you. Yeah, that's really cool. And we, like, so he's got like a team of like 12 other people working on. Well, he
0: has are. us to provide him with all the consultant work he needs.
1: I see. I so see. we go
0: in, we, we pay, my company pays this consultant, this project manager out of pocket monthly. He's like a salaried employee. Mm-hmm. But when big projects come ahead what they do is they spearhead these for about two one to two years and every consultant they bring aboard, that's uh cash for the person who sells
1: that type of service dude how do you get your hands on something like that that sounds legit
0: i guess just like um so there was a sales agent at my company and he was making you know, not the greatest. Very bare minimum in sales, and his with one of these project manager sales, he almost ten times his grossly Whoa. weekly income. Whoa! Yeah, because they and brought I, on it was I, a two-year project, and they brought on six
1: consultants. Damn, dude, that's a lot. Because I know, like where you have been like kind of like describing your job a little bit and like what you're doing because you're in the beginning stages blah blah blah. you're kind of still trying to figure out how it all works right. and like how much it is to be successful you know and be you know bringing in some cash during the week and how many consultants you actually need to have on board And you mm. like say like one or two a year or something like that right is it right. pretty solid
0: um no like You got to probably try to
1: add, like have like two going on constantly, right? Two going on constantly. Okay. And then like five is like, that's great.
0: I would say two is bare minimum. Five is good. 10 is like you're making
1: some serious cash. Very livable, very livable wage in California. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's solid. Right. So yeah, if you sign one of those project managers case, you could have like eight consultants right Mm -hmm. there. Two years signed and locked. Damn. So that's got to be some sort... I mean, that's not like a cold call. That's not really like a cold call you're making though, right? It's probably like predetermined no, almost, so right? so
0: I sell consulting if anyone forgot what that is. Basically, I pitch to another company. Hey, we have people that you need. They're specialized. They're senior. You're not going to be able to hire it. And if you are, it's going to be a short contract and a waste of money. You know, use consulting. It's a... If you're in the it world it's very common i didn't know it was this common to be honest um so i forgot your question
1: no like how do you get those like big project managers oh, like, so i think a like lot that. of times
0: you know you could get lucky you're on the phone maybe you've talked to the guy three or four times
1: oh and he, and he just kind of goes off reference basically and
0: you go you know you talk to the guy and he's like you know what we actually have this you know as the huge update called s4hana which is a thing um in tech. And I need um I need someone to help me implement it. I need like ten guys, you know. Um, and I kind of pitch like, you know, you have any projects coming up, any pain points, anything you're worried about not closing in time.
1: Sure. Major overhauls. Right. Like system I, updates. Have you ever
0: thought about offloading one of those projects to help you hit your deadlines? Because we guarantee our deadlines. And there would be one point of contact, and you don't have to hire 10 or 12 new bodies. There you go. We hire them. And let's just say you don't like Bob, the technician. We can get rid of Bob in an instant
1: and fill the gap in immediately. Because you're pulling from a large group of people, consultants, Correct. senior consultants that are highly skilled in what they do. Right. So if they're not getting it done, not vibing with it. Then it's like okay, no problem. Boom, boom. Little flip flop in and yeah. out of there.
0: And it's one point contact. We we report weekly budgets to you, weekly calls. He's basically your employee, but he hand. We just you pay us to do a project.
1: Yeah. See, I think that's really smart because nobody is ever going to have the workforce to get done with a major overhaul with anything that they're doing in their companies, and it's, especially if it's a large business, you're not going to carry all of these specialized people. On staff with you at all for times. the rest of your, you know, for
0: the foreseeable there's, future. There's just going
1: to be no need. Once everything's running, then you're good. But if you want to change something and do a major overhaul, then you're going to need some more manpower. You need it fast because you're not going to want to be down for too long. You want right. to go through those updates quickly.
0: Right. And it's also a pain in the ass. All the red tape and legal you have to go through and training you have to go through with a new hire is a huge, huge undertaking remember like how long it takes for like uh first american to hire somebody
1: yeah it's like a full month dude it's yeah. like background checks like you gotta go start date
0: computer tech office space paying for you calling
1: your references it's like a month you gotta before get you get your even profile set up you gotta go through and nothing like, works when you receive it and then it. you gotta do all the hr training when you get in there too yeah and you're like oh my god this is ridiculous yeah so it just—it's
0: a way of saving time and money, and uh, I found it like super
1: it's interesting. Very, it's, i never it's, even it's seen very, it before. It's very applicable, I think.
0: Yeah, I think it's great, and uh, that was fun today. Um, I don't even know how we got on that tangent. That's crazy. Um, yeah, we were
1: talking about golf courses, and then that just popped up. I don't know. <laughs> oh, junior memberships.
0: <laughs> yeah, we went right down the uh, right down the rabbit hole there. But I agree, man. Like. The golf we should be playing this year. We're gonna try to hit up Las Vegas Country Club, get that on your list for you
1: uh, around October. Yeah. Um I'm you know, you got a couple courses on me. mm -hmm. Las Vegas Country Club being one of them, and then the Oregon course.
0: Which, yeah, might happen to you again in June.
1: Oh I'm flying in. Did you you should. (laughs) I might have to drive up separately. Um Damn, wait, when is it? You got to let me know the details on that because I would love to play some more of like forest golf. Yeah. You know, just real quickly here because this is like a fun little topic. All golf is great. We're going to just, you know, we're going to put that blanket statement out, here, out there in case anyone wants to come at us hot here. But beach golf, desert golf, mm-hmm. forest golf. Mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite? Yeah. What, what other
0: categories like mm-hmm. mountain golf? Elevation do, change do, golf,
1: yeah. Mountain, ele- yeah. You can do elevation. You can do links style. Yeah. You can do links on the coast. You can do. You know what I mean? You can I do think I haven't links. done this
0: yet, but it's everyone's favorite. It's links on the coast. There you go. That's huge. That would probably be. I haven't played that style of course yet. Um, and
1: that's why Bandon Dunes is quickly on the like golf trip. And there's multiple of them, and.
0: Um, But it's funny enough, you know, in that abandoned dunes area, people say their favorite sleeper course is uh, trails, and that's wood, that's wood golf. Yeah. They say, you know, don't sleep on trails. You're playing in the forest the whole time. It's forest or trails. It's one of the two with all the tree line golf course. Mm -hmm. I thought it was super special just the way um, the way the driver sounds, the way the
1: iron sounds. It just. Echo's yeah. more true. Because you've done that on um, in the Oregon course that you were playing.
0: Yeah, I played like within the trees, like mm-hmm. a heavy, very small community, uh, very nice golf courses. I think 1-1 one, one course redesigned the year in like 2010
1: or yeah, 11. That's really cool. And the other one was ranked at one point. Um, and all for pretty affordable pricing too.
0: Yeah, it was like 110 and like 105 or something.
1: Yeah, it's great. Um, and you feel like you're totally... It's one of those places where you feel like you're playing in somewhere else. You know, like, it. I think that's the part of golf that's really fun. And... But you you said Lynx Beach is mm, going to be your favorite, though? I said it's everyone's
0: favorite. I would assume it'd be mine.
1: Yeah. I do love some desert golf, but I do love I I feel I've never done this before, but I feel like I would be all about it. I'd be terrible at it, but the forest golf I think would be really fun and special.
0: Forest golf would be very
1: hard for your game. Ah, it would be rough. Yeah, you get your cheeks clapped. Jeez Louise. A I lot mean, of squirrels going down trees with you. Yeah, dude. But I feel like that would be something that's really cool because you feel like you're playing golf in a place that you shouldn't normally be playing mm-hmm. golf, right? It was really cool.
0: Um and I agree. It's like you're kind of tucked away. It's very naturey. It's kinda just
1: you out there. And that's kind of it.
0: Yeah. And um this golf course was unique because it had a bunch of uh extremely like multi million dollar cabins on the course. Oh, that's cool. So it would like fit into like some cabins in the woods you're playing through with these super nice cabin home things and like community of people. It's such a different vibe. Um but yeah, it was it's all time. Um, desert golf is still up there for me.
1: It's, and- it's great. You know what you're going to get. It's super fun. And then it definitely feels like, again, you're playing in a place where there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of dirt, ground that's out there and mountains. Yeah. And it's super flat. And you're feeling like, how the hell are they just making a golf course out here?
0: Yeah. And then you hit a great shot. And it's just like you can just see it like carved with the trees. And it's just such a cool feeling. Yeah.
1: So um, I'll let you know how that link style course is on the beach, buddy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm very excited
0: for you. That's going to be,
1: so, be
0: hard to beat Spanish Bay for quite a while. I've
1: heard from so many people that that course is like one of their favorites. And so that's why I just ended up pulling trig on it. Because I feel al-
0: like we'll go back to Pebble.
1: Totally. But also Pebble Beach is also an arm and a leg to play. It's ridiculous. You got to have some cash early to enjoy it. Yeah. You got to really do it up, right? Have to have a caddy. Yeah, and I think you also like you might as well stay there because you, you get have to, to stay there. Basically, is that what it is? Or they? I thought you we could play Pebble Beach. Yeah, it's like more money, but it's way. I think it was like seven fifty or six fifty a tee time. Oof! And you're like holy. I mean, Spanish Bay ain't that much cheaper, but it's like three fifty or four fifty, I believe.
0: Yeah, but like that's like okay, we can make that work. But when you're going like six hundred,
1: yeah, that's tough, dude.
0: Yeah, that's real tough per person.
1: Right. It's and, not, it's, we're not talking like just like, you know, for the foursome here. This is just for a normal tea time.
0: Yeah. And it's just, uh, you know, Kay loves to golf, but
1: yeah. I'm really excited for her to do it too because she hasn't really golfed in like, whoa. Like breathtaking, like this is like gonna, you know, you feel special when you're like showing up to a golf course. You know, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's a different that, vibe that feeling. So, he hasn't really experienced that like, like we have on a couple of courses. Yeah, so, when um, you
0: walk in, you're like, oh, this is something special. Um, yeah. felt that, at,
1: um, Trump National when we went. Yeah, I mean, we walked onto the putting green of there, dude, and like, holy shit. And you walk over to the driving range, drive on over there, and you're like, Trump National golf cart and the dude's like hitting you on golf balls and you got an ocean view.
0: Yeah, and you just—it's it's just, I'm really excited for you, buddy. it's going to be a great honeymoon. You're going to enjoy it. And uh, hopefully it's a mini moon, right?
1: Yeah, you know what? Like we're talking about um, taking the big one over to Japan. I think that Ooh. would be really, really cool. Um, long story made short, you know, half Japanese, you know, grandma came over when she was super young. So again, doesn't have a lot of we don't have a lot of culture and I you know kind of would love to check out a little bit of that but also everyone says Japan is just epic. Yeah. It's there, just I haven't heard just iconic. I haven't heard a lot of bad things about it. Everyone over there is like everyone that goes is just super fired up. Actually to any Asian country I've heard. So people <laughs> Yeah Japan's on the list for sure. Um so we'll, there. we'll see what happens. We're calling it the mini moon right now, but we're making it a honeymoon in case like, I mean, I hate to put it out there, but it, it's, it's going to probably come down to, i mean, a joke about it, but house or Japan is that's, really what it's going to come down that's to. That's what it came down to us. Right. We so were like, well, we're, this
0: is a mini moon. We're going to go to our East Coast beach trip, which at some point we will do. And we'll call our honeymoon whenever we do it and like give ourselves that excuse to maybe spend more money on it but we just realized that like it's um it was like okay are we gonna afford a house or do we want to go see
1: boston and new york and right and you're like okay well you know clock's ticking we gotta like get some we gotta get a property which is sad but it's true it's
0: the way, it's a decision yeah. everyone makes. Some you, people have to make.
1: You know, but at the same time, though, it's I feel like it's a, it's the good and right decision because then you're kind of setting yourself up. You'd like, do you want to save it up for another, like, two, three years and, like, have to start then? Like, that's just really difficult. Yeah, And then you got to just get that first property so then you can have some more. So you can sell it, blah, 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 and you can start actually having some investment in your, quote, unquote, rent that you're paying.
0: Totally. Yeah, man, I think that's uh, going to be
1: so a we'll see what happens. So we'll see what happens with that. I don't. Just, I didn't even want to really look at it it's so far out because we're thinking maybe like in 2024 or 25. Yeah. You know, but like, again, that's so far down the line here because we got the wedding that's right on the corner here.
0: Yeah, keep keep your head focused on this wedding. We got a fun little thing going on. What are you most excited for? Besides the obvious of, you know, being married to Katie Rue, <laughs> future Katie Witt. <laughs>
1: Um Katie Riley. What what do you Yeah, that's the little nickname you're throwing out there. There it is. There it is. What is um what are you like looking for? Like are you talking just like the weekend in general? Golf, hanging out with somebody, smoking. You know what? I'm really excited for actually just like the weekend. Like I know it's very generic, but like having a lot of that downtime at the Airbnb. Yeah. Like I'm really excited. I love, you know, what slept on a lot is the rehearsal dinner.
0: Yeah. We had a great rehearsal dinner for
1: uh, rehearsal. Dinners are great. I and mean, it's, I'm not taking away from the wedding itself. Cause that's going to blow everything out of the water. Mm-hmm. And, you know, shout out to the ruse. They've been absolutely all time. Just right. The ultimate. Yes, 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 yes. And it's been fantastic. And so totally. it's, it's having all the support there. Um, but I'm really excited for, you know, hanging out on Friday, getting getting together getting together with a couple of buddies. Mm-hmm. The wedding party is gonna get there. I'm really excited for the welcoming weekend, and like that's a lot of fun. Like hanging out, you know, energy is gonna be high, everyone's gonna be popping, and then I'm really excited for the rehearsal dinner because I think that's just gonna be a lot of fun too. Getting a lot of close family around, mm-hmm. you know, and that's the stuff that I'm really looking forward to on the weekend. Um, obviously, golf's gonna be really fun. You know, obviously, like going out and you know doing all the dancing and hearing all the speeches. It's I I think there's a lot of good bonuses and a lot of good perks um, to weddings, but I think the just the downtime is really what I'm looking forward to. Totally, that's gonna be a blast. Uh, The downtime was a good part of it. Um, Yeah, it was really fun when we had your Airbnb in Long Beach, and that was all time because we lived in Long Beach for five years. And shout out the LBC. I mean, that that, that city is, is, you know, it's, it's top tier, I think. It's a really slept on city, I feel like. And it's just like a really, I don't know, just always brings about the fun vibes. Whenever yeah, we any go time drive, I drive, through drive there.
0: past it, I always take a deep breath and I'm like, oh, and we drove through it to go to Trump National and we were just uh, beaming about how great of a city it yeah, was Yeah, you just for get us. flooded
1: with all those memories, you know? And then, like, you know, there's a lot of fun. Really don't, like, I don't know, like, down-to-earth people, I feel like, in Long Beach as well. Yeah,
0: it's a big city with, like, little city vibes. Like, I used to say the same people in the grocery store I used to work at. Mm-hmm. Everyone went to the same pizza place, pretty much. Everyone knew everyone. It was, um... It was great. We lived in some awesome areas, too. Um... Well, towards the end of it, we did, um, but <laughs>
1: hey, you know,
0: hey. no little stabs at Loma there. Loma was great. <laughs> I mean, Loma, Loma summer was undefeated when we were living there and just no AC, living the dream, doors wide open,
1: we're paying it's two p- two eighty for rent. We covered that in a, in a prior episode, but boy, cannot yeah. cannot forget about that rent. And then um, you
0: know, it's just funny because when you drive through things like that, I wonder. You know, Madison, we. Used to go to school in slow, and we are in slow, it, it like it brings back like a, I don't know, brings back these feelings of emotions. Um, it makes everything like oh, like everything was simple, and it could always be that simple. For me, at least, like, yeah. it's a time where I drove through Long Beach, and I'm like, wow, it was
1: just um, yeah. But when you think back on it, though, because this is the weird part too. It's because you weren't feeling like that. Like, yeah, it was simple, but in your head at that moment, you weren't feeling like you were in a right headspace. No. You were right, like not in the right position for your career or school sucked or you, you can go down the list for whatever time it is in your life. But you always look back and like, oh, that was a great time. Ah, oh, that was also a great time. Oh, you remember high school days? Just going to school from like seven to two, calling yeah. it a day, like, and then playing some basketball like four or five times a week. Mm-hmm. That doesn't sound too bad.
0: No, it doesn't <laughs> you know? sound too bad at all right now. But like, I don't get that way about high school.
1: It's just college in those in those times.
0: Yeah, not like oh, I missed the partying. I missed the drinking. Uh, I miss when I would like rage and do all that stuff like that. Wasn't I don't miss that. I miss like everyone just being in the house with the boys. Like,
1: yeah, that's that's special.
0: You know, whatever. All the six or seven guys or eight guys, whoever the fuck was living. What with
1: if, it, even if it was the apartment, though, that was a lot of fun, too. Video games, hanging out, TV shows. You kind of always have something to do. Go Basketball grab some game food. game might be on. Yeah, and then you get super into that. Then you're, like, having some beers and hanging out. Like, that's, that's the fun stuff. Or then, you know, Super Smash Brothers Tournament. Or you got beach bikers that were playing you know yeah. like that's always really fun so that's the fun thing to kind of to kind of look back I mean, on maybe so, yeah. like
0: look at each other you're like let's go let's all get like mcdonald's and you all just <laughs> fucking, you <laughs> huddle up as a group and you run into a mcdonald's i just uh yeah it brings back a sense of like i don't know um yearn a yearn for it every once in a while and when yeah. i when i drive through i kind of get re-energized and i think you know, when we went to Slow, Madison, you know, we did her favorite hike when she was in college. We hit up some of her favorite college bars that, you know, she always wanted to go to. She tried to She forgot she wasn't 21 out there. But, <laughs> you know, um, just kind of,
1: it's you a, know, it's walk through like a It's nostalgic place. factor, you know, and then you, right. you kind of feel that energy.
0: I don't get, like, but it's so weird. I don't really get that way with, like, a lot of things. Like, I don't, like drive past my old neighborhood and go like
1: (laughs) boy that was a time (laughs) right
0: like you know i mean i i do miss like obviously like being at home that was extremely easy with a mom when is that when is life easier than then you know and then um in college sometimes and then also like i'll drive past madison my first apartment and remember how like easy it was then, but then how hard it got when everything started going down in the area. But I don't know. It just sometimes going through those places re energizes me.
1: Yeah. You know what really does energize me? Mm-hmm. Is what's going on, on the t- on the telly right now is a Ooh, piece of Lakers basketball. Party.
0: That was an all time. It's Monday night. The Clippers just beat Grizzlies in OT. And uh, LeBron put up a vintage LeBron stat line 20 and 20 or something. Just, 20 points, and then 20 just rebounds. coming down
1: flexing on all of all of the dudes. Yeah. Sealing the game with a little bit of an and one action. On Dylan Brooks, who
0: called them old and doesn't respect him unless he drops 40. Well, that's 20 points and Tony rebounds counts 40.
1: You know what? I don't need to hear Dylan Brooks say a goddamn word because he looks like a broken record out there. Yeah, He's he looks awful. exposed right now. He's on his own little island. Yeah, and he is, it is—it is a sad and lonely one.
0: I don't know who he thought he was, like talking shit to like Green, who like maybe does Dylan Brooks's job, but is like less athletically gifted than Dylan Brooks and does it better. Than does him. it way better. And like, knows the
1: system, runs the offense for over at Golden State. He runs the it. Golden State's offense
0: is centered like the the starting of the offense is based on Danny Green. Draymond,
1: Draymond. Sorry, Draymond, Draymond. I got you. I got you. Got you back. And Dylan Brooks looks like he's got no, I don't know, dude. He's got no field, no like foot in the game. It doesn't look like he's got any flow. Mm-mm. He can't hit any buckets. It looks forced. And then he looks like he's trying to talk shit. Then he doesn't have the game to back it up. And then it's just like one big Vicious cycle of just atrocity.
0: Did you hear what I agree? Did you hear what Lakers did in uh crypto arena now being called my dad called the nickname? I heard it tonight. They're calling it the crypt now. <laughs> they're and calling I, it the crypt. I, I love it. I hate <laughs> saying crypto dot com arena or crypto right. arena. The crypt.
1: The crypt. Yeah, that's what's up.
0: Yeah. So we're playing, they're playing, you know, on the top of the crypt on the jumbotron. They did um, all time stats and they put LeBron James against Dylan Brooks. It was like (laughs) point scorer in the NBA, X amount championships. Point scored
1: probably just in NBA finals alone. Right. Compared to Dylan Brooks' all time career. It was like 12 or something,
0: (laughs) how many points he scores. Yeah, it's, it's been all time to watch the Lakers come. Come and play in front of a home crowd, which is the first time AD and LeBron have played in front of a home crowd. Bubble year, they were in the playoffs the whole time in the
1: bubble. Yeah, then no crowd really.
0: The play-in, no crowd because because of uh, COVID. This is the first year that the Lakers have been. It
1: is electric in there. It is is awesome. Boy, is it great to see the crypt popping off.
0: Yeah, the good old crypt, uh, just just really boiling over. Um, it's been awesome. It's been fun for us and I to watch these games together and kind of have her dive in a bit more and get super into it. And, um, you know, it, it's been fun to watch, uh, just, just happening again. I think is getting unjustifiable hate though.
1: Yeah, I think so too. I mean, the dude is, um, The offense is not running through him right now. And that is, you know, that's okay if it's working right now because our guards are playing so well and we can run it through LeBron and then dabble in some AD for pick and roll. mm -hmm. But he's grabbing boards, blocking shots, and he's getting you your 18, 20 points pretty consistently. Yeah, What more do you want the man to do? Like, it's not like he's just sitting on the low block and just posting up and running offense through him. I
0: would say he has had two bad games. They're outliers. Normally, he gets you your 15... to 20. No problem. He's had two like eight point game 10 point game. They lost.
1: Yeah, but he's bringing it defensively and physically though, I agree. Right now. And so. and, they, and
0: they are playing him extremely physical and They're doubling him every time they touch the ball and they got um, Jared Jacks on the team. Yeah, and he won defensive player of the year
1: and They also don't want him to get in foul trouble right now because um, Steven Adams is out You know, so like they don't really have another big man. So they're going to kind of just bully him with all the guards, double team, and then just kind of try to remove him instead of just Jaron Jackson is just in a one-on-one game with him.
0: Right. And then, you know, they have the defensive player that you're to help on anything like any double teams. It's just, uh, it's a hard matchup
1: for him. People are, people are just, I think they're a little bit uh, being a little bit too, um, I don't know critical yeah they're being too critical on ad like tonight I,
0: everyone's like "Oh, awful stat line for ad but he hit a huge mid-range jumper going into the fourth quarter to cut the lead back down a bit more uh, the grizzlies lead with a dying shot clock his shot there had not the first tip back um play layup thing
1: to get us um the lead
0: it's off huge the first bucket
1: and then he got another one late in the OT. Yeah,
0: the tip in
1: for Austin. Reeves. And there was like a minute left on the clock that gave us a three point lead. That right. was
0: huge. Two, three huge, very crucial buckets to keep us in the game. AD hit. Yeah,
1: you
0: know. And then he blocked John Morant for a game winning shot.
1: Like, like, uh, dude, could have been an open look. The man's balling. Okay, a little hot take here: Are the Grizzlies better without John Morant? Uh, no. You don't think so? No. They haven't won with him in the game.
0: Yeah, but he's also
1: <laughs> broken hand right now. <laughs> yeah, I know.
0: But I would you, say but you
1: statistically look at the Grizzlies and they're not any better with him. I would say that
0: it says something when they're third in the West. I think what they're missing is Stephen Adams. That's fair. I think what they're really, truly missing on their team is the heart and soul of the team, which is Stephen Adams. I love me
1: some Stephen Adams, dude. He. What <laughs>
0: happens is because now Stephen Adams can guard AD, right? Yeah. Then you have Jared Jack guarding LeBron or whatever for, and he's now completely in help side defense that eliminates almost all of your pain points.
1: That's like, very you're really true. not
0: draw you know driving to the paint. And Steven Adams is also really good at setting screens, which John Morant needs. Yeah. And he's really good at picking rolls, and he's really good at cleaning up. So w- I don't think it's really John Morant. I think it's more
1: Steven Adams. There we go. Um So you kind of you kinda agree. <laughs> I mean, I know in, in a sense that Steven Adams is like I, he's more not really more important, but like there's a couple of guards on the Grizzlies that are solid.
0: I'd say if you take away like LeBron off of AD like AD is not the same player.
1: Yeah, true. But
0: you need him on the court because they
1: both can thrive
0: a little bit. But yeah, like if you lose, like no one, if you were going to say in the beginning of season, you're going to lose Steven Adams or John Morant, who do you want to lose? You're going to say Steven Adams. Yeah. And I feel like, I guess so. Yeah. I, I personally don't like John Morant, nor do I like his game.
1: Uh, it's he's I, thrilling to watch. Right. Boys, can he fly around the court? But he's
0: just not my uh he's not my cup of tea, and I feel like he you know can't he can shoot okay. I want to you know. take
1: it back, dude. I'm gonna say I'm gonna lose John Morant because we got on the Grizzlies, I want Steven Adams out there with Jaron Jackson. Yeah, and then because you still have Desmond Jackson, Bain, yeah. And you still got I dude now I'm, this is this is out of my territory here. Desmond gotta, Bain. You got to help me out. Yeah. But there's a backup point guard that's really good.
0: Yeah, I know you're talking about. There's There's like a a fat, wide guy, too. He's a baller. Riddy or something like that? Yeah. He's been like 22 years old. He's got cornrows. Yeah, he's been guarding. Also, the Grizzly first team, all ugly team in the NBA. (laughs) (laughs) Those boys got (laughs) no swag. (laughs) They get a bunch of ugly dudes out there. Yeah, man. You know, it's a a fun take to talk about. Um I think if you're the Grizzlies, you have to have John Morant. And it's just a bummer. Steven Adams got hurt.
1: Yeah. Because you, you know that he's going to have the explosive 30 points and he can grab 10 boards and 10 assists. John Morant can real
0: easily. Easy. And then you have Steven Adams,
1: 15, 20 points, 10 boards. You know. Do the Lakers close it out in, in um, Grizzlies? At the Grizzlies place? It's going to be game? tough.
0: It's going to be a really tough Wednesday to close out because, um, one, the refs really sucked tonight on both sides of the ball. Missed a lot of calls, a lot of challenges. The game was super slow. So I bet you the Grizzlies are going to heavily
1: influence the refereeing. Um, so be looking out for that. Um, and the Grizzlies do not want to go home, especially after the season that they, that they had. No. A little so, bit of a rocky season, but
0: still. You need to, you need to push them if you're going to lose. You need to put up a very very heavy fight it cannot be a blowout you need a, you need to push to the fourth quarter you, need, you might need to have to make a shot to beat you because you want to be like wow we had to fight that hard to win uh our home stadium to keep us in and then you go back to lakers they're gonna be tired they're gonna be worn out you know and hopefully we take advantage there but um i'm gonna so be lakers optimistic is- and
1: say lakers take it on wednesday okay yeah, I like it. I, I'm i there with you. I don't. I just don't know if the Lakers are going to be able to pull it out. I want to say they will, but I'm going to say the Lakers in six. I back, think that's a great win, call. Win it back at home. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, I'd be hyped about that. I agree with you, though. We can't go over there and just kind of roll over and then just wait to play at home again.
0: No, because then they're going to keep the ball rolling. Well, we lost an OT. We shouldn't have lost that game. That's their mindset. Oh, we, we crushed him in Grizzlies. Mm-hmm. We should crush him again. Right. We should we should just keep this momentum. And you don't want John Moran for his hand to start feeling better or him faking like it's feeling better. Um, but, yeah. Um, speaking of dominance and, you know, of the NBA, like LeBron James put up, there was somebody I was thinking about this weekend and him having some issues now as an older man is Tiger Woods. Um, Obviously, the PGA Tour is much better today than it ever has been. Do you think if you take prime Tiger Woods with today's clubs and ball, do you think Tiger Woods would dominate the same way he did back then as in current date?
1: Yeah, I think this is a really great question because you know me. I'm Mm -hmm. very, very adamant about no one ever, ever going to get more than I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be hard-pressed to say that people are going to get 50 PGA Tour wins at some point. That's what I say. It's going to be very it's difficult. It's going to be tough. Really tough. What does Rory have right now? I have nine. Like 22? 22. 20, 22, maybe? Yeah. And it looks like he might not ever win one again right now. The way I mean, playing. he might end up at 35. Right. But he was balling out winning tournaments when he was like 19 years old. Yeah. And so, you know, you look at Jordan Spieth. Again, you fact check it. But I think he's got 12 or something like that. Yeah. I mean, and then slow down tremendously. Right. And so, like, to take all of that dominance for, like, 25 years, I just don't think it's going to happen again. But that's – we're getting besides the point because now we're going to put Tiger in, you know, today's golf world. Today he's got – Does he have the ability to, like – um have access to the like swing, like training aids and like all the force yep. plates and all that stuff. He, he is a he is the prime Tiger Woods age, Tiger
0: mentality. So, you know, he's using the best clubs. He's he, are, he has he's doing a putting, he's doing whatever he's swinging, he's got all water. the track,
1: man, and he's, like GC yeah. quads. Who don't has he doesn't have to hit a thousand golf balls in a, in a fitting session, you know, and like, right. Um, I'm going to say yes, actually. I think he's that dominant. Um, I will say I was actually reading a report on golf digest and this guy, they didn't record like clubbed speed or ball speed back in the day. They didn't, where they weren't capturing that. They didn't have the technology, but basically based off of like, you know, the distance that he was hitting the golf ball with the driver that he had in order to hit it X amount of distance, you mm-hmm. know, you, he would need to be swinging the club like 130 miles an hour or something like that back in the day. So he kind of like did all the calibrations and math. And for a couple of years on the PGA Tour, when Tiger was like 23, 22 years old, mm-hmm. he would be averaging like 195 ball speed. Yeah. So like imagine you know what today I mean? like Tiger, Tiger Woods. No, no, no. With, with the modern equipment, right. he would be like, you know, Ease like averaging one ninety 190 to one ninety-five ball he's speed. He still averages a pretty high butt speed. He was hitting a couple golf balls um on the match mm-hmm. that we were watching and in Augusta <laughs> and he's like flirting at like one seventy seven, one seventy-eight right. ball speed. Like still up there in the top echelon of ball speed. And so if you're telling me that Tiger also gets all the technology and all the training aids and all like the you know more force, tournaments, force plates, more tournaments. You know you get more rest the recovery you know i think he got hurt a lot because he was trying to find a swing that works for him Mm -hmm. and you would be able to have that capability with the physiologist that they have now right and i don't think he's gonna have like the dude's got a fuse back he's had like three knee surgeries he's about to uh, fuse his ankle together now yeah he's going in for another ankle surgery And so, you know, like that was, uh, that that was self-inflicted and you can argue the golf swing as too, but I really think that he would be that dominant because he would recognize that he's putting his body through uncomfortable situations that are going to break down and knowing him, he would like change his swing because he fucked up his back and he had to go through a swing change. And like, you take away like year and a half of him, like being like quote unquote mediocre, but still winning twice a year. Yeah. But then then he's just cranking out five, six win years, like almost year after year. Not going to say he's not going to stay injured free. Right. But I would like, say he would. I think he's going to hit at least 70 PGs. Because he'd be wins. smarter.
0: He, he, if you're moving him today's era, he would be smarter with his body, what he ate, because he, he's a
1: psychopath. Yeah,
0: And psychopaths are always going to be
1: psychos no matter what era. Psychopath and, like, a great competitor. Like, the dude is doing everything that he possibly can. He's going to hit golf balls at 5 in the morning so he can hit golf balls three times a day and spend an hour on his short game and get into that extra practice like Kobe did. Right.
0: He's just a psycho.
1: And it would only get better with more
0: practice. I thought it was just an interesting little take. I think... um, He would be more dominant now than he would have been back in the past. The most, like, comp, like, most, like, hardest golfer you have given competition is John Rom and Tiger would shit on John Rom in his prime. Like, Tiger in his prime and John Rom in his prime, like, Tiger's out driving John Rom. His short game's gonna be tighter than John Rom's. Yeah. John probably has maybe him on putting, but Tiger was also like one of the most clutch putter of all
1: time. Dude, probably one of the most clutch putters of all time. I don't really. Trem- s- Tremendous lag putter. Right. The dude like hardly ever three putted when he, and he would also just bang home five footers. And then the crowds that would be following Tiger, like no
0: one's used to that shit besides Tiger. Yeah. And so then I would say the reason why he'd be more dominant, more tournament wins, because there's way more tournaments in the season now too. So I bet you he would go for, like, record-setting wins in the season. And then
1: he could have the, you know, the PT, and then he could have the rehab Mm -hmm. and, like... The jet and, you know, coaching and understanding and, like... The money and, like, you know, it's... Yeah. So it is achievable. I kind of just proved myself wrong because you just hit me with that question, and that's why I kind of introed it to... You know, no one's gonna ever get fifty-eight PGA Tour wins again, and I'm I'm here saying, well, yeah, if Tiger was born again,
0: yeah, Tiger time, came back, yeah. But like, so then,
1: you're just betting, you're
0: betting on there won't be another Tiger.
1: I guess that's what I'm saying. Yeah,
0: I guess that's what I'm saying. And I, 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 I and I don't think I think we're so far from that right now that that dominance with the sport isn't a good spot with all the major competition. But like, where are we gonna see the next LeBron James?
1: Like I don't know for it it might be another twenty years.
0: Right. Like Am we got lucky that went MJ Kobe LeBron. Like that's pretty but like right now there's not a face of the NBA. I would say like is the next LeBron James. Like who would that be? I have no idea. Um like who's the next Tiger Woods of golf? Like there's no everyone thought maybe be Colin for a second when he won his first open, and then he went, you know open whatever it was
1: cut at the Zurich right <laughs> this the, past weekend yeah.
0: <laughs> and then it just so happened that he can't play golf now him and Homa got cut on a two-man event against Barney's against absolute field full of brothers and friends dudes are not even on the PGA tour some of them right like and they didn't make the cut yeah it's kind of I crazy. don't understand how it's a pro golfer your swing ranked like inside the top 10
1: consistently. goes that bad. I mean, it's a game of uh feel potentially. And it's a game of like, maybe you like lose it. See, that's another thing, dude. Tiger like never lost. He never had a down year. Really? Even when he was like going through a swing chain, he still won a couple of times. Right. Just again, to my, like to our points, it's just crazy. Like, and he would just win more than just a couple of times. Cause there's
0: only how many tournaments were there back then? Like eight or six? No, no, no. There's way more.
1: I mean, I, there was I, like I, twenty-five 30. when he
0: was like 1989,
1: 98? Yeah, how many I, tournaments were there? That, I mean, that's a good question. Actually, I bet you there's a. I bet you there was twenty. Guaranteed. We should, we should Google that. Um, I I think it's probably about eight to ten. No, dude, you got it like the like the majors. That's four. Right. That's four. Right there with the majors. And then you're, got, you're thinking there's only six other tournaments? Yeah. Google, Google might just, like, really have your number today. It might. <laughs> so, again, while you look that up, again, that's, that's something that's just crazy because I don't understand how Tiger was able to keep up that streak of dominance where he made... Dude, I don't, I'm going to butcher it again, but he had like 312 consecutive cuts made. That's unreal. 300 and something consecutive know, cuts? I'm probably butchering that, but it was like for five or six years, dude. He didn't get cut. Really? <laughs> yeah. And then he, this other stat, I think I showed you a video of it. It was leading up to the Masters week and they were doing a strokes gain coverage. I'm wrong um, again, by the way. And what'd you say? I'm wrong again. How many? How many? 47. Yeah, dude. I mean, they got a ton.
0: I was way off. I thought there was a, I thought I heard it like a recent documentary saying like there was only like 12 tournaments in a year when he was playing, but
1: I must have been. Maybe like the bigger ones, you know, like those are 40. And, like, you know, maybe the purse isn't really worth it. He's not really going to go into those, like, bigger-ish, middle-tier events. I appreciate
0: you trying to help me out there. (laughs) But anyways, Tiger Woods would dominate. And it's just funny to see that, like, people who rank
1: so highly get cut in a bullshit tournament. Yeah, and it was Um, also his number one world ranking. Like, how many weeks he's had that. Like, 200 and something, like, weeks. More than, like, the second most person of all time. Yeah, it's pretty insane.
0: Um, Speaking on that, we watched the Zurich, which, you know, I didn't do too hot at. Two guys didn't even make the cut for me. I got one team at 14th, making me at 39th overall. You had a decent week, buddy.
1: Yeah, I did all right. You know, um, Kenley Shoffley, fourth. You know, Brandon Todd, Gazire, 26. Luke Donald and uh, Eduardo Molinari, 23rd. Beautiful pick. You know, um, just nice and solid. I just really think that it was a fun tournament to watch. I didn't catch a ton of it. I know you watched a little bit of it um, on the weekend. And um, I just think they need to do a better job, like publicizing these events. And they need to actually have a little bit more TV coverage. And they need, like, they need to do some feature groups. They need to, like...
0: Yeah, you know they, know got, I mean? they got to fire a channel that's willing to actually, like, invest in the PGA Tour and, like... ESPN is going to cover it on the app X, Y, and Z all year. Like, you know, whatever. It's not going anywhere. Less commercials. That's the next big change. But, um, you know, uh, we're not going to do this for quite a while, I don't think. This little thing takes a little quick break until probably like...
1: I think it's like May. I was just looking at that, and it was the um wells fargo championship and that's not this coming weekend it's the following okay so we're skipping a week and then that's going to be uh may 4th here coming okay, up. cool um gonna be a little difficult here we're gonna find a, a time to record but we'll make it we'll try to make it happen
0: yeah um we're gonna figure it out you got honeymoon coming up we're gonna be hung over on monday so it's gonna be tough. We'll, we'll try. We'll try our best to make it work. But this might be one episode we skip. Um, speaking of, you know, being hungover, what are the three worst, buddy? Three worst things about a wedding?
1: You want me to go first here? Yeah, you go ahead and lead us off here. Actually, do we want to do the do's and don'ts here real quick?
0: Do you oh yeah, want to cover that. Uh yeah, let's do. You know, I'll give a couple. You know, do's and don'ts. Run through some of my experience real quick. We're talking. We're talking wedding.
1: Yeah, my, my friends. Um, the do's and don'ts here, because so we just recently went through getting married, and I feel like there are certain things that you try to avoid, or you try to like, I don't know, like cover up and be more on top of for yeah, something like some to go tips wrong. Tips and here. tricks. Exactly. Um, I
0: would say if you have hundred and fifty people and in you're inviting, and you're like, oh, we have to invite one hundred and fifty exactly. Invite about one hundred and sixty. 170 because you're going to have about 10 to 20 people who drop off and you can always just add plates if there's too many people coming but like if you go to lease like way over the like way below it then you get fined more money for not hitting a certain contract
1: quota interesting yeah do did you, did you, um our venue does not have that right but some do, I'm sure. Right.
0: So, like, if you guarantee, like, oh, there's going to be 150, they, of course, understand people are going to drop off. But, like, they're going to plan for 150, you get 150 plates, and, you you know, 100, you know, you're losing all that money. And you sometimes you get fined from venues. Um, you know, do um, have vet out your photographer and videographer and try to talk to them what you want. I, You know, I want just a an like, old school, like, camera in the corner and just talk to them, but some of them don't, you know, do that. So definitely make sure you're heavily involved in those two things that are important. And um, my last little tip here, I think I gave that already, which would be make some time after you walk down the aisle with your significant partner, about 10 to 15 minutes or however long you think is good of alone time, back in a honeymoon suite or something on, on the property where the bride gets ready or whatever, just have someone bring up some cocktails to you. Like, just knock on the door and leave them outside the door. Or if they want to open the door and grab them and you just say, like, hi and see ya. Like, that's cool. Uh, it was fun to do that because it's, like, get it's that your last
1: separation. little 10 minutes of alone time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that mean No, I would that's good, dude. Go. Um, I like those tips right there. I will definitely have to say,, um, we did not have a wedding planner because our venue, it was kind of like an all-inclusive thing, right? Like right. you're kind of you're signing up and you get everything. So there was no really need for a wedding planner. However, in your experience because you did have a wedding planner, I think it would be, again, wedding planners are a little bit pricey, but again, that was the best thing that you said. You were like, Thank God for this wedding planner because right. I would be we would be lost. Without right. If you, it. our
0: venue didn't like it provided things, but it wasn't like, Okay, you're gonna talk to our venue coordinator and you're gonna pick all your table runners and all this. No, no, no. It was like this is your venue coordinator, she'll let you know when you can get there and what to set up and she'll kinda help you through dinner, but that's about it. Like that's when a wedding planner really stepped in for us and helped
1: us out with something that, right. Um, you couldn't get through. See, it was it's nice how we have everything there at our uh, venue, which mm. is fantastic. But there's a couple of things where you're not really in direct contact with them because they're running a wedding basically like every single day and prepping for the next wedding. They just have so many weddings that they're doing at that venue. Right. We don't really have that personal touch. So if you do have the option to get a wedding planner, I will say 100% do that mm-hmm. because we just had an instance where it was something that was so minor, but like it was something that should be covered and like thought of. And it was right. like, you know, coolers at the venue. It's like, what do you mean? You guys don't have coolers. Like you expect us to bring coolers at the venue, but you're going to bring everything else, you know, and like some of these like little late last second changes where, you know, maybe the wedding planner would have been so on top of that because they have a list of like, you know, everything that they go because they do it for a living. Right. And you're like, okay, you know, my client needs blah, 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 and just goes right down the list and like hammers it all out for you.
0: you know? Uh, Yeah, that was definitely advantageous. And also your wedding planner is a good buffer between you and some family sometimes as well. Oh, yeah. Because sometimes, you know, wedding planner can be like, yeah, like, you know, we really appreciate your opinion, mom, but this is what the bride wants to do. Or dad, we understand you want to do this, but we're going to do that. You know, it's or it's a husband, gr- shut up. It's a like, great little middleman. Yeah, you know,
1: like it helps. It helps her out or us out. It's a it's a filter system, right? You know, you get a mutual source, and it's like you get to see it at face value for a lot of the things,
0: right? We end up uh, like seeing a film or a videographer we were going to work with, no matter what, um, just because she worked with a photographer, and. Um, It was like a very unprofessional meeting. And we were kind of like, oh, that was kind of the bad taste in our mouth. And as soon as he hung up, the videographer, Jenna, was like, wow, that guy sucked.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And just immediately you're like, oh, God, God, that wasn't like that's not what we're getting. Like, okay, that was bad. Okay, good. That's what we were feeling.
0: She's like, I'm going to talk to him. He's going to like send you some other stuff. I know we want to work with him. I'm going to explain to him that was like a bad meeting and like you don't have to be the bearer of that bad news but
1: anyways no that's that's perfect and yeah. um i do have a don't here yeah, love for the that. people um god don't try to be a hero and get married in like 7 8 months it's impossible don't do that to yourself yeah don't do it we're over here i had a year and a half yeah um granted the first two months i would say was kind of like oh my god we're engaged we're hanging out and like this is amazing right and then we started looking at venues and all that kind of stuff but still if you do, you don't really you don't really have that period everything is just rushed you know it's one of those things that you're only doing once and you got to just be able to enjoy it a little bit and so we're now starting to feel or like i'm i'm now getting to that point where it's it's like too much and I'm just ready for the weekend already. And like, right. let's, let's just, we're, I'm done talking about this. Let's just go and do the thing. Um, but like, if you're doing it in six or seven, eight months, like that is, that just, that is your life. You yeah, know, like that is all you. It's like, like, you're, it's like you, sign, you sign
0: a contract over and that's all you're talking about. If you're doing like a, like a hundred and a hundred person something
1: wedding. Yeah. It, and I did an in like, you tour. did in like a month or like, sorry, a year or like 11 yeah, months,
0: like 11 or 10 months. Yeah.
1: Like, yeah, a year. Because mm-hmm. I remember you proposed around like Christmas time and you got married just around right. that time. Christmas, too. Yeah. So that's like put you at that year mark. And I think that's a great mark. I mean, like, that's something like if you want to do 11 10 months, good for you. Great. Um, but just don't start creeping into the single digits. I feel like that's red, just really rough. So and
0: I get you can't help it. But if you do are going to dive into that. Just get yourself a wedding planner and just, you know, you're signing up for a couple hard months
1: of like
0: some Meetings real and, like
1: constant like frustration, maybe not getting the things you want because they're booked already. And it's like right.
0: You're <laughs> gonna you're gonna be disappointed a lot. There's gonna be a lot of settling, but that's fine. You know, if that's what you gotta do, you gotta do it.
1: Yeah. But totally. um,
0: I think this brings us some great into some three worst wedding. yeah. Um items or yeah. three, you yeah. know. Yeah. Whatever about a wedding you might not enjoy, whether that's the fruit punch bowl or the chairs or whatever you got, you know, go ahead, and buddy, and uh, leave us off here.
1: Oh, man. You did throw a little bit of a curveball because I wasn't looking at the smaller, minute details here. Yeah. Like the chairs. Yeah. Hopefully, there's nothing wrong with our chairs. We'll find out. We will find out. I'll give you a rating. I will say, um, want me to bang on my three right now? Yeah. Okay. Um coming in at number three, mm-hmm. and this is something that I mean it's very, very opinionated and it's kind of a week three. But you know, if you got a bad DJ Ooh. and if you got a bad yeah uh, like MC or you got a bad band, you know, that's kind of like the life of the party. Yeah. after dinner it's really really good point point. and if you don't have a like a good MC to like hype up feel up the crowd a little bit and like start playing something that like everyone's vibing with yeah and you don't have someone like to promote that fun I feel like that's a really big big miss, uh, not, a like huge a, miss. not like a big miss but like you're gonna be missing that like umph factor
0: well yeah if you have a shitty DJ everyone's like yeah it was a good wedding but like yeah he's kind
1: of dead yeah you know, right. So that's my number three. Um, I don't uh, know again, I don't think anyone's gonna really disagree with any of these. No, and then here comes my number two here. Mm-hmm. And this is something again, I'm this is under the uh impression here that we're at an open bar, but when the open bar is slammed, I mean, like mm-hmm. slam, slammed, like we can't get a drink, right? And, like, slammed, like we can't just get like a couple grab and goes, even if I'm going there for a beer like a super long line at the bar and only having like one bar open yeah. with like one guy working at it. That's tough. That is tough. It's like, okay, so I better just be getting two drinks and doubles and like I'm cause, and then maybe like get back in line again. <laughs> Essentially. Yeah. I get there if early and get it often. Right? At wedding. If you're going to be waiting like 30 minutes for a drink, it's a long wait. I know totally. like, again, you can't do anything about cocktail hour. Everyone's getting a cocktail at cocktail hour, you know, but like past that, if you can't walk over there and you're still waiting like 20 minutes for a drink like you're missing a lot of the wedding. I like, can't wait to just be drunk at your wedding and not have to worry about anything. Right? Yeah. It's going to be great. But... <laughs> so that's my number two. And then uh, number one here, this has happened to me and only one time, but boy, was it brutal, brutal. And it's a long ceremony. Yeah. In the sun. And hot. Oh yeah. Hot, hot. That, you have a great list, buddy. That yeah. is my number one. Yeah. And if we're if that's not a unanimous number one, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what you're doing with y'all's list. Cause that yeah. is, dude, I'm talking. I'm not talking like I could do a 10 15 minute ceremony. I could yeah. do that, no problem. 20, 25, 30 in the sun, sun, and you're just cooking rough. You got four layers on, you know, like that's brutal. Yeah, that's brutal. I mean, you're sweating before the damn thing even starts, and you're having a drink in your hand, and you gotta like have the cool down period.
0: You're like, yo, I'm done. I'm ready to go home. I'm hot. I'm over it. But yeah, it's that's um, my number one right there. That's 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 the
1: one way, and I'm like saying a goddamn prayer because I'm looking at the weather right now and over mm-hmm. out in Temecula and we're looking at 80 degrees, buddy. That's great. It could have easily been 94. No problem. 97. No problem. You know? <laughs> Easy 97, 94. Right. Um, and so 80 is like a really, real nice sweet spot for us because after the ceremony, it'd be a little toasty in the ceremony. Right. Guarantee you that ours is only like, you going to be no more than 15. So it's not going to be a long one. Right. Probably more sort like more towards the ten to twelve minute Madison range. Nice ceremony, like ran through that thing. I don't even remember. I blacked out during dude, the ceremony. I blacked out. <laughs> Katie asked, dude. Katie asked me the other, <laughs> like like the other night, and she's like, "Were you holding Tommy's and Madison's rings?" I was like, uh, "Yeah, I was holding Tommy's." She's like. And Madison's like, no, dude, I don't remember. I think you were. And I was. Yeah. yeah. yeah, We came to the conclusion. I was. I'm like, wow, dude. I'm like, I, my Katie, like, it's not for like me not being present. I was just a nervous wreck up there. Why was everyone so nervous? I was just trembling. Like I had both rings in my hand. I'm like, just don't f this up you got one job (laughs) yeah dude everyone
0: because madison's like they all felt nervous as i were super nervous i don't know what it was like it's not that nerve-wracking it shouldn't be like but why is it you know um yeah a little 82 very nice um well list buddy you got things on there that i uh didn't think of which is great from you so it'll be a little different Just, just
1: like always um, honorable
0: mentions gonna be me a bad DJ. I think you're right on that. I had to throw it in there because mm-hmm. it was such a great point. Um, my number three is something I personally am I get bugged by is bad food. Yeah. I, I understand, almost
1: I, that, I almost snuck that in there as my three.
0: I understand like all wedding food's not great. But like when you got nothing there I can eat, like the appetizer sucked, the entree sucked, like everything sucks. Like
1: I'm about to run this post mage. What's current location? Right. I'm <laughs> drinking. So I need something.
0: Um, you know, I'm not going to have
1: a problem eating, but it's just, you know, it'd be nice if the food was good. Um, I will have to say, and I don't want to like boast it out there because, you know, we still got to do the damn thing, but our tasting was really solid. Our apps are really good, pretty good sized portions. Um, so I'm really hoping that they are able to execute, I mean, dude, I can't imagine. They one table cannot imagine banging out 150 entrees. But it's cool because you know they do it a lot. Yeah, no, 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 for sure. It's not their first rodeo. For sure, it's just kind of crazy. You know, but, I just can't imagine banging out that much food. But anyways, I will. I will have to hunt like high hopes on the on the menu and
0: yeah, and food. For I, us. I have a feeling you guys are gonna do great um, on that. Uh, number two, um, something where eh, it's now an issue or back in the day it wasn't, but wedding venues now shut down super early like our parents weddings were like well, we went down we were like partying to like one or two like that's not people these things are ending at like 10 11 o'clock at night yeah dude ours ends at 10. yeah and you're like what do you mean you end at 10. you're like yeah 10 o'clock you're like okay i can you get you can't start till four so what you know what i mean it's crazy um is super long speeches if you uh, have got somebody going in 10 minute 12 minute 15 minute speeches and they're rambling, Everyone's and they're, like, getting, Dude, they're let's, getting jarred.
1: Let's get the ball going Right, here. This
0: isn't about you. I get, like, five minutes. There's some, like, eight minutes. That's fine. But when you get past that, like, eight-minute mark, you're like, ooh, this person is taking up some time. Yeah. And it bugs me. Because uh, then also normally when you talk
1: for that long, the speeches are never that great. Yeah, I feel like a good speech is very has like, you know, obviously touches on everything, but it's fairly direct with like your message.
0: Right. And the girls always bring out like PowerPoint slides and like, they go ham. <laughs> like why do they always go. So ham, every guy goes up after a girl. You're like, well, I'm not topping that dude. So here we go. You're a great guy. Yada, yada, yada. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's, ne- a,
1: that's a good number two, buddy.
0: Yeah. Number, number, two. number one. Um, actually, number two, shout Austin Walker. Um, Did one of the most embarrassing things I've ever seen at a wedding, which gave a toast, drunk toast, like, like, congratulations and did like a little mini speech. And it was just beyond hammered. And it was so embarrassing. I had to walk up to him and be like, hey, Bubba, no more talking into the mic. (laughs) Like I had to go up and like, hey, like it was I know what you were trying to do there is very sweet. And he Austin only means the best. But like, wow. What it was
1: just off. Awesome. For the for the people that know Austin Walker, I mean, not, nothing but love for that guy. Yeah, but dude. yeah, I, I would have paid money for that One speech.
0: of my oldest friends. And it was, I remember watching it, and I was like, please, he made eye contact with me, like, please don't say my name uh
1: or like associate <laughs> with me in this moment. <laughs> um dude, I was going um over to, I went to a wedding. And it was one of those I think I was telling I've, you've heard this story before, yeah, but for the people that haven't heard this story, it, it was one of those speeches that you see on like in comedy movies.
0: Yeah, like just it like-
1: was not even real. <laughs> she pulled out the paper, and it was like not even like index cards or like a phone. It was like a crumpled up three pieces of like computer paper. I don't even know if she had any words on it because she never even looked at it once. And just winged the damn thing and was making some uh, ooh, inside jokes as well. Oh you know, God. like some if like iffy comments, not making any sense. And then also, like, because she got a little n- bit nervous as well out there, um, was also making inside jokes to, like, a single table in the back. And I'm like...
0: Okay, that's oh, no. not a speech. No, you just went and threw a line. You, uh, that was your lifeline? That was
1: not a good lifeline to go right. to.
0: <laughs> How, there were 12 in the back. That was what I'm talking about. That was
1: it. It was like half a table. Oh, you know, I'm like, God. oh boy. And
0: they're like the wonky table. They're like the people that don't even really. It was the woohoo girls. Woohoo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Um, I hope that's not me. When I give your speech up there, I just get so nervous and clam up. And I just go, you know what? I'm just. You're not going to go here. Here's the thing, though.
1: You're Mm -hmm. not going off the rails. You're not someone that's going to do off the rails. Like, there's no chance you're going to deviate from the cards. I mean, I'm going to try and memorize it. You're going to also, like, throw your little, like, you know, Tommy Flair in there. Yeah. You know, hey,
0: what are we talking about? You know, (laughs) some jokes. All right. Number one, uh, worst thing at a wedding. Um, If I'm coming to your wedding and I have to be sober through it, no booze at a wedding yikes yikes i'm talking i i i wrote originally no free booze because i feel like at a wedding you have to have some free booze beer and wine is acceptable open bar ideal open bar for an hourly thing like between the hours of blank and blank, It's open bar that's great too but if i have to pay for every single drink when i get there oh Oh, I see. I thought you were saying you just had to be sober for. The or life. there's no booze, like no booze. It's just as bad as me buying a drink because I'm not paying a hundred dollars to at that bar.
1: Yeah, catch you're me with getting the, two drinks from me. Catch me with a flask,
0: right? Like if that's the case, I'm drinking from a flask.
1: Um, that's my top yeah, because, three, buddy. Yeah, that's a great pick. I didn't even think about that because. I mean, I was like, oh, open bar. But, like, yeah, you if you have to pay for every single drink. Yikes. Every single drink. Yeah, that's tough.
0: Like, you get there, and they're like, can I have a beer? And they're like, yeah, $6. And you're like, we're already starting, <laughs> aren't we?
1: <laughs> About to throw hands. Yeah,
0: I'm like, a beer, at least you can go, like, five or six of those real quick. Yeah. And you can try to catch yourself a buzz. You can mix in, like, a wine in there to, like, really trick your system. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're like, well, what's going on? But um yeah, buddy, what a hell of a podcast. We always it's funny, we always start off these things like, what are we gonna talk about? And here we are, hour and something later. Um, awesome podcast, buddy. Um, we're gonna have a big weekend. We got some golf, we got some wedding, it's all good stuff. Um, you got anything for the people?
1: I guess more of just a personal shout out here, I guess. As we're on the doorstep of the wedding, mm-hmm. I already shout out the Ruse. Yep. Big big time props to them. Shout out to the other, I mean, just all like close family and, uh, and, and just like the homies kind of making it happen, you know, it's been really memorable, um, been really fun. You guys have been making it, you know, there's a lot of, I feel like there's certain instances where people can make it more about them. That's not been the case whatsoever. That's great. You know? Um, and so it's not, not necessarily, not necessarily to say that it has to all be about me and Katie, but like everyone's been very supportive so it's just like a really cool uh you know experience through that so a little shout out that way dude awesome 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 um well you know like us comment
0: subscribe all our videos at some point we'll be on uh youtube with youtube videos just you know all listening major listening platforms were there shout out to john uh madison and jake as always you guys help out greatly wouldn't be possible without you um We're not going anywhere anytime soon. No, no, we're here.
1: Cozy Corner is here to stay, my friend.
0: We're in the cabbage. And just a reminder, keep swinging.